Welcome to this brand new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Mark van Horek and myself, Elias Krum, and brought to you by Marketing Guys, the MarTech agency based out of the Netherlands. Welcome to this new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast, on which I today I'm delighted to have Laura, Laura Nelson. She is the VP of Marketing at Signpost, based out of Denver. Could you please please introduce yourself, Laura? Hi, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. As you said, I lead marketing at a company called Signpost. Um, We are a B2B software company serving mostly the small and medium-sized business market. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what's what's your background? How did you end up to be a VP of marketing at Signpost? Yeah, I have a long... A long history with working uh, with local businesses. My parents had a publication in the Chicago area that was supported by over 100 local businesses every month. And a lot of our content was driven by what the business community was doing in and around the towns that we distributed in. So I grew up writing for, designing for, and, and helping that business out in a number of capacities, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And in more recent years have you know taken that those skills and that knowledge in um, other businesses that have a local focus. Um, uh, for example, a decade ago, I worked for a hyper local news network called patch.com mm-hmm. um, has a strong presence in communities across the US. Um, And following that, I got into software with a focus on B2B specifically. So I've been doing this kind of focus on B2B or B2SMB for the last about eight years. Cool. So I always admire people that are focused on these local and small businesses, because let's be honest, it's, it's marketing is so much easier when you have huge budgets, like, like the Mm -hmm. big ones. And I, to be honest, I love those small businesses. So I have a lot of respect for people that are making the difference there. And that's what we're going to talk about today, because one of the main questions that I would have here, and let me drop that immediately is to, because that's what I hear back from the audience. That's what I hear back from uh, business owners that I talk to is like, how can I compete as a small business with those larger businesses? Because they have tons of money. They have the money to be on top of Google. They have the money to be everywhere on the streets. They have to, they they have boots on the ground everywhere. Um, and as a local small business, I have a small marketing budget. So my question mm-hmm. would be is, is like, do you have like some tips there and maybe to 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 some insights as to how to compete with the with the bigger names? Or or maybe you shouldn't want to compete, but that's if that's true, I would like to hear that as well. Absolutely. Yeah, this is a real challenge for local businesses who, as you said, have limited budget and um usually limited time and resources too when it comes to you know building out a marketing plan and competing with bigger brands. So it really depends on the type of business, but I will talk about some of the common fundamentals that that any type of business uh, in the local sphere should be trying. Um, you know, chances are uh, you don't 
want to win every type of customer. So, so first determining, you know, who you're really going after and trying to attract is super important because like, you know, you might see yourself in competition with the big brands, but uh, ultimately winning a, a consumer who hasn't even evaluated a big brand. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so an example of that might be, you know, a plumber for, for instance, so think about that. Like if you're a local plumber, um, you know, you may be competing with franchises and and brands that have multiple locations, but there are, you know, there's a good subset of homeowners who want to do business with a local provider and, you know, want to keep their money local, right. Want to do business with, uh, you know, someone who's well-established in the community and, and is not behind one of these major brands. Mm-hmm. So that's an important consideration when thinking about who you want to attract as a local business owner. So I mentioned common fundamentals. You know, there are some, you know, universal things that, you know, as a local business, you can and must take advantage of. I think, you know, many businesses are, you know, live and die by Google to start, right? So that Google business listing, um, formerly known as Google My Business, mm-hmm. is super important, right? Um, taking ownership of that page and optimizing it and, you know, making sure that you're getting, you know, all the benefit out of that will help your business rank more effectively locally, and, you know, some of this can be done for free, you know, for example, it's, it's free to take ownership of it, that page. It's free to add photos. It's free to get your customers to review you there. And, you know, the topic of reviews is super important. Um, you know, chances are, if you're a business that's been around for a few years, you do have happy customers. So, you know, a big differentiator locally is getting people to go online and and spread word of mouth about your business on Google. And of course, there are other sites too, where you can do this Facebook, Yelp, et cetera. Absolutely. So, so those Google pages that you can own, and I, I have spoken to a lot of small business owners that, that know it exists and they have even taken a peek at, at their own website or something that was created because if you don't create it yourself it will be created by the community right so your your, uh-huh. your your profile will be there um so some of the things that i so some of the let's say easier advices that i've heard in the market are um also to include the right numbers there they include the right texts there so like people companies like if you have a small dealership a car dealership, for example, locally, you might want to include your your sales number and your service number. Um, you might want to include the brands, etc., to to make sure that you get found on on Google. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing that I learned, and that's a little more sophisticated, but not very hard to do, is to actually measure how much business Google brings you there. By uh-huh. including um, a UTM tax, so the, t- the UTM tax to your link, so those little uh, tax that are added to a link to measure basically where a lead or a visitor comes from. So, have you have you got experience there? 
Yeah, we use UTM quite a bit for my my own business, uh, mm-hmm. signposts. And you're right, it is a little more advanced for a local business. I would say even the step before that is to um, log in to the Google business profile and and click on that insights tab and and see where, you know, what people are doing once they land on your listing. Are they going to your website? Are they asking for directions? Um, You know, are they calling you? Um, That gives you some directional information over time as to, you know, what's working with your listing, right? Absolutely. And especially those examples, like, like you just mentioned, like a plumber, if, if someone has a problem with, with their sink or their toilets or whatsoever, they need a solution. Now they would prefer a local business typically because that also saves them costs, right? Because it's, it's close by. Yeah. Um, and a lot of business owners assume that that profile which is shown on Google Maps, just just is created by Google or something. But you actually, so what you're saying and you pointed out is you actually have a lot of influence on what's shown there. Absolutely. And that's what that claiming and verification process is all about. Um, Google has an interest in making their maps and their information the most accurate in the world, right? Mm-hmm. So they invite business owners to, you know, take over their listing and provide the right information, the right website linked, right? The right phone number um, to, you know, add some context like the photos and the services and brands that a business provides. That way, you know, Google becomes the source of trusted information for local consumers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you mentioned Google, you dropped Facebook there. What what other channels are important for local businesses to use? Yeah, I think that um, businesses have to think about their presence in terms of platforms like Google, Facebook, Yelp, Nextdoor. Um, that last one is very popular in the U.S. and I know mm-hmm. um, expanding globally. Um, this is these are all places where people go to find out information about their communities, look up local businesses, get recommendations. So that's what I mean by platforms. But you also said channels, and I I really encourage local businesses to you know open their communications channels. Because what happens next when you know a local consumer wants to get in touch, you've got to make it easy as a business, you know, for them to do so. And so what I mean by that is uh, you know, what I mean by communications channels is like, are you funneling everyone to the phone or are you giving them the option to to text you, to chat you through the website? Right. Mm-hmm. Um are you giving them, you know, the option of, uh, you know, texting you when you've missed their call? Um, so simple things like that, right? Like Google has messaging, Facebook has messaging. Are you activating those so that you're taking out the friction when someone gets in touch? Um, if this applies to your business, are you offering an online scheduler so that people don't have to call and get in touch to schedule a time for an, exp- an inspection or another type of appointment like that? 
um, you know, that all makes it easy for consumers to do business locally. And it's something they they also expect, right? And the um, thing that, uh, that I often have seen with local business owners is that they assume that it's pretty difficult to set up that technology. Can, can you mm-hmm. elaborate a little on how how difficult or, or maybe easy this actually is to set this up like a messaging system for on your website? Is, is how, how hard is that to do? It's not hard at all. So there are companies like Signpost where you just um, insert a piece of code to your website, right? So it is important for all businesses to have access to their website in some way. And, you know, I encourage you, if you're a business owner and don't have access, like you need to make sure that you have the keys, right? If you're working with an agency, um, you know, that relationship might not last forever. Um, That agency might go out of business or you might lose your point of contact there, right? And then you're locked out of, um, you know, the most important piece of your business's presence online. Absolutely. Super critical to have access to that. And then it gives you the flexibility to, you know, insert a piece of code, install chat, for instance, like that only takes a few minutes time to do with a company like Signpost. Um, You know, in terms of the other ones I mentioned, like Google messaging, that is very quick to activate the same way with with Facebook. Um, You can take tools like Signpost to bring them all into one platform so that Mm -hmm. you're not logging into 10 platforms a day. Um, Very easy to get set up on a dedicated text line. Yes, it does take time to strategize and and think about what makes sense for your business. But once you get down to the execution part, it it is just a matter of minutes before you're up and running. Love it. Love it. So the final question that I would have here is, um, since you have a lot of experience with local small businesses on how to successfully implement uh, digital strategies and digital ways of communicating with customers you must be must have seen some mistakes that you would like others to avoid so so what are the typical mistakes that small businesses or small business owners should avoid i would say there's two things um the first would be you know putting all of your eggs in one basket and what i mean by that is allocating all of your marketing budget in one area where you're you're making a big risk that you may that may or may not pay off. Um, so, for example, I've heard businesses tell me like, you know, I'm not going to invest in in software or lead gen this month because I'm doing a big ad in the local magazines, you know, special edition or whatever it may be, and you know, I've I've tied up three thousand dollars there, so mm-hmm. there's nothing left over. Well, the risk there is, you know, it it may not work. It may have worked in the past, but um, it monopolizes all of your funds and you could be really hamstrung for new customers if, you know, it doesn't work out. So that's one example of, you know, putting all your eggs in one basket and tying up your budget. Um, The second mistake that I see is um, businesses spending money across different marketing programs, but not measuring the success of these programs. So 
what I mean by that is like, you can't really improve or can't really measure something that, you know, you're not tracking. Um, really important to use tools like UTMs and to, you know, ask your customers how they found you uh, in order to gauge the effectiveness of your marketing investments. So I work with a lot of businesses who say, you know, I do ask my customers, they say Google. And that's not enough to gather knowledge, right? So, you know, if you're not using tracking numbers, if you're not using UTMs and, and you're getting inbound phone calls, you know, chances are you can take that next step and say, well, well, tell me about that. You know, were you looking for a plumber in my area or did someone recommend my business and it came up and what made you decide to call? You know, if they say you have you know great reviews or you showed up in the Google three pack or my friend told us about you and you know we decided to call like that way you're getting a lot more kind of information that can be helpful in where you want to invest next. Cool. Thank you very much for those practical tips, Laura. I will share a link to your uh, website as well as a link to your LinkedIn profile. So. Shoot listeners and, and small business owners want to reach out to you. They know where to find you. Make sure that if you link Laura on LinkedIn, you mentioned that you've heard learned about her on the Marketing Technology Podcast um, because you, you probably get tons of requests to, to link and you don't want to link to any to just anyone. Um, thank you very much, Laura. I hope to have you back in the near future. Thanks so much. Appreciate the time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform or iTunes. Also, if you want to be a guest or know someone that should be a guest to our show, shoot me an email on e.crum at marketingguys.nl. Thank you for listening.